Today we're going to talk about development hell and the fact that, well, it's not always as bad as it might seem to people. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk a lot about video games that were stuck in development hell but came out triumphant to the point that surprised everyone. And that not every game stuck in development hell should be terrible. Right off the bat, I want to say that this is episode is being made just because of Kingdom Hearts 3 and the fact that Kingdom Hearts 3 has done so well uh, with the critics to the point that they're saying it's really good, really satisfying, and 88, I don't think it's a bad score. It might actually go up one point at least, or even if it comes down, still very good point for a game that was seven years in development. But there are other games that I can say that were in development, maybe more, maybe the same, but they came out triumphant as well. Now, I'm starting this list or this discussion with none other than Doom, a game that truly, truly made all of us go, wow. Doom 2016, when it wanted to come, before it um, basically wanted to, you know, be revealed to the public and basically saying, yes, it's finally, finally coming, it... It took a lot, a lot of time, and it basically made us wait so much. After Doom 3 and the fact that Doom 3 suddenly went horror installment stuff, we were waiting for another Doom, but that was 2004. It took, it took them a long time, but after like a lot of years, four years, they announced Doom 4 in 2008. Then it went on to be, you know, have different versions, different builds, different um, editions, you know, things that were crazy. And the developer was like, oh, you're never going to get this game out. However, after so much, you know, work and basically um, trying their hardest, finally they announced that the game was coming out in 2016 and it was going to be simply called Doom. When Doom wanted to come, you know, and this was considered a reboot, many people were like, oh, this is gonna fail. We're waiting since 2004, which makes it roughly 12 years. 12 years, not 7 years, like Kingdom Hearts, 12 years. It was destined to fail, as many people thought. But the trailers, but the gameplay, demo, they all looked so fantastic. It even had a multiplayer that wasn't exactly like Quake, but very close to it, which made fans go nuts. Glory kills, all that stuff. This game should have succeeded. And as soon as it came out, it did. One of the great points of Doom was the high replay value that to this day, I still play it actually when I'm angry. And it helps you relieve that anger. It makes you really have fun with it. The soundtrack is just fantastic. That hard rock metal music, that is what exactly fans wanted. And Doom 
very well deserved all the awards that it got. Doom was in development for more than 12 years. It had so many, many different versions to the point that it was kind of unrecognizable by even the developers. They didn't even know what they were doing. They were developing Doom 4, they were developing Doom Reboot, Doom this, Doom that. They didn't know. But when finally they settled on something, the game came out and it was something. Something really, really good. The game came out and it's received a score of 85. That is not bad. And right now it has a sequel coming soon, Doom Internal. <laughs> and you go say Doom was a bad game. Next game on our list that I think should definitely be mentioned, as I mentioned it yesterday, is none other than Resident Evil 4. If you want a more in-depth talk about this, you can go to my um, uh, other episode talking about history of Resident Evil, but here we're going to talk about it just a bit. Resident Evil 4 was another game that took six years to be developed. In fact, during the production even, they created a new game out of the blue. Resident Evil 4 was one of the games that had so many different versions of it being put out to the audience. At one point, we had the Hookman's version that looked really creepy, but people were like, okay, what is this? Then we had another version coming out, then we had another and another. It, there were so many that basically made us think that maybe, maybe Resident Evil 4 will never come. However, after Resident Evil 4's different ideas were dissected, and one of them actually went on to become Devil May Cry, another successful franchise, thanks to Resident Evil, actually, Resident Evil 4 finally came to the audience with a over-the-shoulder camera, with a new gameplay, more action-oriented, but still horror-focused, and the game received the best scores ever. It received 96 so far, and, well, you cannot deny that this game truly succeeded in becoming something that the fans always wanted. This was the game we always wanted from a Resident Evil, and it seems like every time Leon is the main focus, those games are amazing. Even now, with Resident Evil 2 Remake. So this game, six years in development, yet it was fantastic. With 96. 96. Not bad. Another game that you might actually even know is L.A. Noir, which I put the picture here as well. Seven years in freaking development. Seven years it took this game. Not only did it change publishers, it actually almost went bankrupt and finally Rockstar bought him and told him make the game however you want. Team Bandai's game was actually so huge, they had so much technology there that Rockstar wanted all of that for themselves. But they said, all right, let's test it out with L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir was very famous for its graph facial graphics and the fact that when you look at them, you can actually see even the tiniest details. The game finally, finally came out after seven years to a great response to 89, which nobody, nobody expected. And well, when it finally came, people were super excited to play it and they were not disappointed. 89 was a great score for a game that was in development for over seven freaking years. However, that's not the end of it. We have another game even on the horizon that has, well, the same kind of story, and that is Fallout 3. Fallout 3 had been in development for more than six years. Six years. Believe it or not, for those of you who don't know, Bethesda, sorry, 
Bethesda wasn't even the developer of the original Fallout. The original developer of the Fallout, as you can see currently, they're making an, another game of their own in the RPG business. However, Fallout, Fallout and their whole um, basic uh, IP was bought by none other than Bethesda. Bethesda started developing uh, Fallout 3 and they published it. But, however, um, of course, before that, before Bethesda making it, there was a whole different version of Fallout 3 developed by Black Isle Studio. And that was basically scrapped. They changed it again and again. And, of course, that game that was, that was scrapped went to the parent company, Interplay, and they made their own story out of that game that was scrapped, and eventually we had Fallout New Vegas. Yay. So as you can see, it's not always bad. Then we have something like F Final Fantasy XV. This is, of course, something that people should know, that basically Fa uh, Final Fantasy has always been one of the games that people waited a lot for. This happened with the Fallout... Sorry, with Final Fantasy Twelve as well. So don't think that, you know, that means definitely, you know, every game in Final Fantasy it makes you wait a lot and they will all suck. They won't. They actually make great games. So Final Fantasy XV came and your way was first announced. And by the way, let me tell you, as that time I was a kid when they announced it, at Sony's conference they came and said that this is going to be called Final Fantasy XIII, I think, versus. We said, okay. Then nothing came out. It went, 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 went. They came back and said, no, we're going to call it 13, just like that. Okay. Then they came and said, no, we're going to call it 15. All right. No, we're going to call it 15 versus. They changed the name of the freaking game so many times that it didn't really, you know, change anything else. Final Fantasy 13 gave its place to, a, to an actual Final Fantasy 13, 13, and it was actually not a bad game. But it kept, you know, waiting, letting us wait for a long time. But we thought that, well, this is going to suck bad. It's not going to be as good as we think. But then again, when the game finally released, we saw that, well, we got a really huge game in many ways. And it was actually not bad. It really, well, didn't disappoint us. However, as I'm giving you examples of this, there are many other games that also truly disappointed us. One such game would be Duke Nukem Forever with 15 years of development and it finally got a score of 55. The reason that this game was so bad was, well, basically it wasn't supposed to be great in the, at the first place. Remember, they changed the game so many times. They changed publishers and they lost funding and the game was being developed for 1996 kind of a game, not a game that was good for 2011. So when they changed and you know, when it finally came to Gearbox, Gearbox probably didn't expect that the game would suck this bad. Maybe they did expect, but they didn't have any choice. They wouldn't you know, start over. And besides Duke Nukem, it's better off not being here in the world. I mean, even right now, imagine if he was here and you know how many people would call him sexist, racist. He would basically, you know, not not succeed in any way. Then we have Two Human. Nine years in development. Two Human was a game that actually could have succeeded if it was worked on a little bit more and it was, you know, a little bit 
um, more loved by the developers and basically they knew what the hell they wanted to do, which unfortunately they didn't. Too Human was actually unique because it was a sci-fi take on the Norse mythology. It was something really cool, to be honest. It was something new, something we've never seen before. But yikes, the gameplay was weird. This game was something that was going to be released on Xbox 360. For, so for many people, this was a, a big deal. They were like, yes, we have an exclusive that's going to rule. It's going to kick PlayStation's ass in every way. But then... <laughs> the game came out to a response of 65. The game, the game's graphics were, well, we're comparing that time to this time, but okay, the game's graphics was, at that time, not exactly good, not bad either. The story had potential, but it wasn't used, so it became a really stupid story, and the gameplay, awful, just simply awful. So don't even think about it. But when you think about these games, does it mean that every game in development hell will suck? So these examples that I gave you are basically to show you that no, not every single game coming out of development hell will suck. But what is the reason that they don't suck? Well, at first, basically, every game in development hell means that they don't have a good idea on what to make. When a game takes a long time to come out, and we call it development hell, or maybe even a movie we call it development hell, they have a chance to actually remake it, make it better, and they make different versions. Now, a development hell in video games is very different from movies. In movies, you don't have a chance for mistakes. If you make a mistake and then you want to go back and fix it, not only do you have to bring every single actor back on set, but you have to fix the score, fix the editing, everything. It's so damn costly to the point that they'll say, well... Let's forget it. We just add a few scenes and voila, there we go. But when it comes to, you know, video games, video games have more of a leeway and they have more room for mistake. But this doesn't mean that it's not costly. It actually might even become more costly than movies sometimes. But most of the time, it's not that costly compared to movies. And it's much easier to fix some mistakes. You can use the same assets for another game, actually, instead of scrapping them all together. Resident Evil 4 comes to mind, which gave birth to Dev Devil May Cry, Fallout 3, which gave birth to Fallout New Vegas at long points, and maybe Final Fantasy 15 and their scrap DLCs and expansions might actually give birth to another Final Fantasy. So as you can see, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. You should take a look at who is developing it, actually, instead of, you know, taking up pitchforks and be like, well, this is going to suck because it's taking too long. In fact, I think we have so many examples to prove people wrong, but that no, not every game in development hell will suck. In fact, maybe more than 60 or 70% don't suck. Those that do end up sucking are games that were actually doomed from the beginning. Take a look at a game like Last Guardian. Last Guardian was way too long in development. Jesus Christ, this game took so long to come out. It changed two consoles until it got to here. And when it finally did, it didn't fail to impress. It was actually beautiful. Granted, the controls were outdated, in, at least in my opinion, that I had a hard time finishing the game. But at least it was very enjoyable. Very enjoyable story. And that's what really matters for a game like Last Guardian. So as you can see, it's not always doomed to fail.
many games are well difficult to make and the longer they take to develop them in my opinion is actually better because they make the game better and much stronger much um, you know more polished but people think the longer it takes the worse it's gonna be but what makes us think a game is in development hell a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 was in development for more than eight years apparently as they say so how come that was not development hell well it depends on when the publisher even decides to announce the game when they announce it way too soon and they expect to release it sooner than expected well that happens people imagine that world as a development hell they, they're not doing well it's gonna suck it's gonna be a terrible game but they don't realize people don't realize that it takes time to make a video game so sometimes yeah, ideas change sometimes everything they want to do starts to change and they make a better game in the process it comes out like that i mean i even heard at one point that last of us wasn't even supposed to be like this they had another idea altogether but it finally went out to be this. Sometimes even a mistake in development makes those people just, you know, roll with it and make a game out of that mistake because it makes really good sense. So as you can see, not all of them are doomed to fail. Unfortunately, we have this perception that they're supposed to fail. Granted, not every game coming out of development hell will turn out to be a game of the year contender or the best scores like 90 plus, sure. But most of them will be in the range of 80 to 90. In gaming world, 80 to 90 is not a bad score. It's actually a really good score. It means that the game is actually really good. But when it goes to 90 plus, it means the game is flawless. Almost flawless. So when playing any game, just think about this. How much love, concentration, how much um, basically work has gone into making this game how much they've done to make this come out so you don't need to think that basically all of them will suck all of the games stuck in development are terrible because they're not i just gave you so many examples if you want more examples if you're kind of you know on the edge thinking that well basically every game will still suck you gave me just like you know five or six examples here are some examples that i'm taking from metacritic and some from my own memory. Ready? StarCraft II Wings of Liberty. It took seven years to be developed. It was actually announced way too soon. It was announced in 2003, or to, sorry, 2002, and huh, it took way, way too long to come out, and it finally got 93. How about that? Team Fortress 2. It took nine years in development. However, Team Fortress 2 changed so many times. Team Fortress 1 was actually very different from Team Fortress 2, if you played it. But finally, they nailed their own formula down, and we had a game that got 92. Warcraft 3, Reigns of Chaos, 4 years in development, and it finally got 92. Shenmue, or Shenmue, I'm not sure, is a game that, you know, it was on um, Dreamcast, if you played it. It was actually a really crazy, ambitious game. In fact, you know... You could even set up a uh, small setting in the, in the settings options where basically the weather of the game would reflect the real world. They actually wanted to see, you know, in the one year, how would the weather change that much ambitious. So this game was six years in development. When it came out, it got 89. Resident Evil 4, we already talked about it. Half-Life 2, one of the 
best games of all time to which we still don't have a sequel. I still want Half-Life 3. This game was in development for more than five years, but when it came out, well, 96? Hmm. Valve, what is wrong with you? Give us the game. Dragon Age Origins, five years in development. Well, this is approximate, we're not sure. But five years apparently in development, announced in uh, announced in 2004 E3 conference 91, finally, when it was released. So as you can see, not all of them suck. You see, these are many examples, and these are some of the greatest games of all time. Taking your time to make anything doesn't mean that it will be bad. In fact, it means that it will be better and better. Anything. This applies to anything, basically. Imagine a movie. Like some movies <laughs> that they take their time to make the story better and will stronger to the point that well now it's perfect now let's go make it. Not every movie gets that of course. Hellboy Free was one of them that was stuck in actual development hell and never got made. That's a sad thing. I'm really sad. So as you can see. It's very different. Movie development hell is super different from gaming development hell because in movies they, you don't really get a second chance. You either do it or you don't. But in gaming, there's many things you can do. You can use the same footage that you have, same assets, same character models, environment, concept art for another game altogether because, well, why do you want to let it go to waste? So don't believe everything. Don't think that basically every game in development hell will suck. Now, why did I make this episode? Because, well, WatchMojo made a small video. I love them, actually, but this video ticked me off, saying that just because Kingdom Hearts were um, in development for eight years or so, seven years, so that the game will automatically suck because, well, so long in development. No, they take their time. Maybe the developer is busy with another game. You don't know that. So still, I'm very thankful for basically <laughs> seeing all of this. That, you know, they, they're actually doing their best to develop games. All the developers in the world. Except if you like EA <coughs> or Activision. But still, I'm thankful to all of these developers. And we appreciate every single game you make. Now... I also want to thank you guys. Thank you for joining me every day, at least, to listen to my podcast and supporting me. And as a thank you, when my total listener podcast will actually reach 9,000, simply because of Dragon Ball Z going to, this is over 9,000! Originally, it was actually 8,000 in the manga. But still, uh, when it reaches 9,000, we are going to have a little giveaway and this giveaway will be a $10 gift card to your platform of choice. PlayStation, Xbox, or Steam, even Nintendo Switch. I'm not going to promise Nintendo Switch because I don't know if I can get it here. Not a lot of people in my country play Nintendo Switch. In fact, even the um, PlayStation ones are now being really scarce. So... I'm not going to promise on Nintendo Switch. I'm just going to promise on these three consoles. However... Um, we'll have a giveaway, and basically all you have to do is to follow me on Twitter. I did put the link or even the um, 
what you need to type into the computer. It's really short, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, onto the you know uh, bio of my podcast. Simply follow me, and when time comes, I will tell you the rules. And I will, of course, tell them here as well, so that you know, so then you can go there. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And don't worry about any game stuck in development hell. It's, for most games, it's something normal. Want to know another game stuck in development hell? God of War. Game of the year. Yeah, my final example. This game was actually stuck in pre-development hell. They didn't know what to do. And when they knew, they changed a lot. They changed the voice actor. They changed the story. They changed the gameplay. So, yeah. Not every game is supposed to be bad, but you know, they know when to announce it and when to not announce it. When they announced God of War, the game actually had something to do and they had uh, a plan for it. So, whether, you know, that's up to the publisher and developer. When they announce it, it's really critical for people to think whether it's development hell or not. But in truth, they might actually have been stuck there. So, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I hope to see you guys very soon. Today we'll probably have another episode that we're going to talk about something in the gaming industry or even the movie industry, it depends. And uh, thank you guys for joining us, and I hope to see you guys very soon.